All right, race fans, gamblers, and anyone who wants to lay some coin down on NASCAR, welcome to Through the Gears. I'm your host, Mark Harris. And today we're going to recap the race that was last weekend at Richmond Raceway. Then we'll bring in our guest, Brian Nolan, a voice you've heard here before. We'll break down the odds board this week at Bristol Dirt. We'll talk about a few of the offerings that we think we may have an edge on. Uh, and then we'll round out the episode by giving out our best bet of the week. So now it's time to drop this thing down into first gear and get to gambling. Congratulations to Kyle Larson on winning the Toyota Owners 400 last week. I think he closed somewhere around 9-1. to one. He clearly had a fast car uh, early in the race. So did Byron. Uh, Byron led 117 laps. Christopher Bell was knocking on the door all day. He led 26 laps. But it wasn't enough for young money Kyle Larson. He led 93 laps on his way to his first checkered flag of the season. But we've seen this uh, a few times over the last few years. This five team just figures out a way to be there when it counts. I, th I think they played his radio on the TV broadcast when he was complaining, you know, mid-race about how bad his car was driving and he was second or third. I think he was actually leading and then ended up like eighth or ninth uh, at the end of the stage. But they find a way to get back to the front. He, you know, a couple, couple uh, timely cautions here and there. He had a great pit stop and restarted first on that second to last caution when Reddick spun. Uh, another guy that it, it, is, it pains me to speak about that had an absolute rocket ship last week uh, and probably my biggest outright, it was my biggest outright of the weekend at 10 to 1. That's Martin Truex Jr., uh, and if it wasn't for that boneheaded move on the part of James Small taking three sets of tires in the first stage, parlayed with the late race caution that was brought out by Tyler Reddick that I just spoke of, I think he would have won the damn thing. So I have some very harsh words that I could go into about this whole debacle, uh, but I won't. But on the bright side, uh, at least we saw a race where there was tire fall off. Uh, that led that, that basically led to the allotment of tires actually being an issue. So the minor issue that was me losing MTJ on an outright ticket, I think Richmond was a home run for race fans, for gamblers, uh, maybe not from the late race caution deal, uh, but for the for the opportunity to see comers and goers. Like a perfect example, a guy like Denny Hamlin. In the second stage, he pitted like, I don't know, six or seven laps later than basically everybody else. Uh, and you know, we had a long green flag run, which we've seen historically at Richmond, uh, and he had, the, he had the fresh rubber. So he was able to get out there, take the lead, go on to lead 71 laps, but in typical Denny Hamlin fashion this year, uh, had a slow stop, buried him deep in the field, mistakes upon mistakes, uh, and he just couldn't overcome it. So without further ado, we'll turn our eyes to Bristol dirt and break down how we think this week will go. The first glaring item that I think gamblers need to take into consideration this weekend at Bristol Dirt is the lack of comp tracks. There, there aren't any other dirt tracks on the schedule for us to base our bets off of before practice and qualifying. And, uh, well, if you don't know by now, uh, the weather forecast looks abysmal Friday and Saturday. So we may not even get practice and qualifying just like we did in last year, last week at Richmond. 
it's going to be tough. Uh, but on a, on a typical week, the first thing that I look at is total speed ranking on comparable tracks. Well, like I just said this week, we don't have that luxury. We also uh, don't have total speed ranking from the first two Bristol dirt races uh, because my buddy at Ryan at iFantasy Race, who, by the way, that's where I get all of my uh, information from statistics, speed rankings, all that stuff. It's a great follow. Um, but Ryan basically said it's impossible because of the, the data spits out wrong information. I, I think he attributed to that to both of the rain or the, the, the red flags for rain and uh, that just he wasn't going to put out a product that wasn't accurate. So the next thing I look at is track history included in that is finishing position, average running order, laps led, fast laps. And one that I really haven't taken into consideration previously, but I absolutely will this week, is percentage of laps in the top 15. There's a few guys who have some pretty outstanding numbers that we'll get into later in the show uh, regarding the top 15 or running percentage of laps run in the top 15. Uh, but one little nugget I'll leave you with before we bring in our guest is the four guys at the top of the board for Bristol Dirt this week are also the top four guys in fastest laps from last year's race. Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, and Chase Briscoe. All four of those guys had the fastest laps, the most fastest laps last year. And no shocker, they are at the top of the board this week. So I have my eye on one of those guys pre-practice and, and before the heat races um, because I don't want to get burned uh, Sunday morning if we do have practice and we do have heat racing uh, and this number is now unbettable. So without any further ranting by me, let's shift gears, bring in our guest and talk a little bit of Bristol Dirt. You've heard his voice here on Through the Gears before, Brian Nolan. Brian, how are we doing tonight? We're doing good, my friend. We're doing good. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, how are you doing, my dude? Dude, living the dream. The first podcast of that I will be hosting through the gears. I'm stoked. Uh, Bristol Dirt is upon us. Richmond is in the rear view. Uh, lots to talk about tonight. So why don't we jump in and talk about Bristol Dirt? So my question for you is, What's your approach? We've been here twice already. This is the third time we've been to Bristol Dirt. I sort of think it's it's the you know super speedway esque, maybe Coda, uh, Indy Road, Turn One shenanigans. What's your approach? Are you more of a let me get in on some guys early in the week, or are you more of a wait and see kind of guy? Um, I I think for me it's just I'm gonna play kind of how I how I just think it's going. It's kind of I'm just gonna go with with my gut basically, um, because I, I'm looking at the forecast right now, and and let's be honest, it's a little bit different with with dirt when rain comes. When when rain comes at dirt, it takes not just to dry out, but it also takes a couple days to you know get the soil absolutely uh, dry. So I mean with it looking probably a solid amount of rain Friday. I mean, what what's going to be the expectation for qualifying? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, Mark, if we get zero practice and zero 
amount of qualifying. And we have a double header on Sunday with the trucks and the cup series. So I think with that being said, I'm going to just go and go back um, to my original plan and just focus on the guys that I think are going to be good, as well as the guys that I think are going to be um, up at the front based on the previous couple of years. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that the eye test, you got to bring the eye test to this. You can look at all the numbers you want. You can look at all the finishing position, the speed rankings. And and I do that. Absolutely. We'll do that. But like you said, you got to go with your gut. Sometimes you got to, you got to look at this as a fan sometimes. And you know, the weather impending this week, uh, Friday looks miserable. Saturday uh-huh. looks even worse. It's going to be cold. However, I do think that there's a chance that the rain will help. Maybe we won't see a dust bowl like we saw in 2021. Uh, last year, we got some rain and and um, we saw the high groove come in. So uh, I, I do think there is a lot we can use from the last couple of years. And, it, and it's looking like that's what we're going to have to rely on based on the forecast for Friday when we have those four practice sessions with trucks and cup not looking great as of this moment. So, Brian, if there was a particular market that you're looking at this early in the week, knowing that we probably won't have practice and qualifying, we could look at outrights, we could look at matchups, maybe some placement props, maybe a manufacturer better too. Where where are your eyes leaning when you open up that sports book this week? For whenever I look at the sports book, it's not, I mean, NASCAR, like you know, Mark, and for our listeners, it's it's all it's so different because you got forty guys, and sure everybody says, oh, all forty could win. No, not not really. But the thing is, there's still like a group of like twenty to twenty five that can honestly truly win. So I don't go all out for who's gonna win. I go for about the top three or 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 the top five. You know, obviously I'm I'm going upon. Um, what I see via uh, Barstool Sportsbook, I, I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure wh- which one you use, Mark. But for me, when I go, I, I look at either top three or top five or, or sometimes even both. So um, with, with that being said, I absolutely, um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go right into my favorite top threes. Um, I, I personally love having Ryan Blaney at plus 525 for top three finished fifth here last year, did lead some laps. And then for my top five, um, why not potentially get a, a little bit of a uh, underdog in either Ricky Stenhouse Jr. or Daniel Suarez? Suarez looked like he was going to be winning this thing, and he probably would have if the rain would have continued um, at, during the first stoppage last year at the Bristol. They're, they're both at plus 290. Stenhouse, a very experienced dirt racer, and, and Mike Kelly's crew chief uh, put on Twitter on Thursday night that uh, they're they're going to be ones to watch for. So it wouldn't be surprised to see that 47 car up at the front come uh, Sunday night. Yeah, Stenhouse with the top three in 2021. Mm-hmm. He's he's the quote dirt guy. Although I don't know how much uh, of the quote dirt guys. I don't know how much that matters when you're in a 3,500 pound stock car. Sure. But the market that that really stuck out to me this week was the top 10 market and. It's it's juicy. I mean, once you get to to the fifth or sixth guy down the list, they're very playable numbers. I mean, Kyle Busch is sixth on the board. He's minus one thirty four on Barstool right now. Uh, and yes, I, I most of the numbers that I'll be referencing tonight are all okay, from cool. Barstool Sports. I know. Um, but once you get past him, the odds open up a pretty good bit. Guys like Bowman, Byron, uh, Blaney, all around even money. You got guys. Like Denny Hamlin, who's plus one fifteen, Ross Chastain's plus one twenty for a top ten, um, and then beyond that, there's there's literally fifteen guys. I counted them, fifteen guys 
that are between two to one and four to one. And I can almost guarantee that there will be some winners in that range. But the guy that I landed on for a top 10 was Denny Hamlin plus 115. And last year, nothing to speak about with Denny. Blew up. uh, Not sure he had any control over that. We saw a bunch of guys run into that same trouble. Uh, But back in 2021, he started second. He finished third, had an average running position of 4.1. Added to that, 29 fastest laps. And also a nifty little stat that I found in the loop data is Denny Hamlin spent 100% of the laps inside the top 15. So I'm throwing out 2022 for Denny Hamlin. Um, I, I, you know, he's got these teammates, Christopher Bell, who's run very well at Bristol Dirt. Martin Truex has led some laps at Bristol Dirt over the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm leaning Toyota pretty heavy this week. Uh, Joe Gibbs racing in particular. And I thought there, there's not many times that you can get Denny Hamlin top 10 at plus money. So I, I like Denny Hamlin. I, I don't expect that number to be there come Sunday morning. However, if we don't have practice or the heat races, not sure that these odds are going to shift that much like we saw last week at Richmond. Uh, but let's move on to the outright market. So the outright market was pretty tricky to me this week. Uh, you have the four fastest guys, in my opinion, from last year's race, all at the top. Uh, Kyle Larson, plus 550. Tyler Reddick, 6-1. to one, Christopher Bell, 6.5-1. to one. And then Briscoe at nine to one, and, and I think all those, all four of those guys are warranted to be up at the top. Um, I, I got to mention Briscoe opened at twelve to one, didn't last more than a few hours uh, on his way down to what seems like his resting place of nine to one. But if you scroll down a little bit further, you'll see guys with some pretty juicy odds that I don't think anyone would be surprised to see win. Guys like Alex Bowman, who we've already touched on, Denny Hamlin, who we just talked about. They're both at 20 to 1. Daniel Suarez is at 25 to 1. Like you said, you're grabbing him at a top five number. Uh, he led a bunch of laps the last two races, 122 to be exact. Uh, and the guy that I don't even want to speak of after last week, Martin Truex Jr., uh, is currently sitting at 20 to one. But the guy that I landed on was Christopher Bell at six and a half to one. He, he, in 2021, he had a rocket ship. He started 15th, drove up to the front very early in the race, got caught up with Kyle Larson. Uh, two of those, you know, those two guys we thought were going to be very fast in the inaugural dirt race. They got caught up and, and DNF'd. Um, last year he started second and was running basically top three for the majority of the race until the rain came, as you mentioned. Uh, and then NASCAR had this bright idea that we're going to do some track prep and we're going to run the cars around the track. And, and Christopher Bell did a big old slipperoo down the track and ended up having to restart like 14th or 15th. Um, and then he drove, he ended up finishing seventh. Uh, he only had about 50 or 60 laps to do that, but I like Christopher Bell. He, he The last two years, he's had fast cars. He's had rocket ships, as I like to say a lot. So that's where I'm landing this early in the week. Brian, if you had to lay some coin down on a guy in the outright market in a, in a, in a race that I expect to be fairly chaotic, where are we headed? You, you know, I, I was talking about this on – on my podcast, the Front Stretch podcast with Brian Owen, we had Adam Cheek on it, and he picked he picked the guy that you picked in Christopher Bell. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that, you know, 
I've been harping on um, this team, Mark, and and this guy's organization, Stuart Haas Racing, as well as Ford, just because they haven't been up to par with with the likes of Hendrick Motorsports. Um, but he, he was battling Tyler Reddick last year. Kyle Busch slips by after they, they tangle on turn four, and uh, Busch gets by. But at plus 900, I think Chase Briscoe um, would be a fantastic bet. Ten dollars to win a hundred um, at plus nine hundred. I think that that would be a fantastic one. So if I was putting money on it, um, I'll, I'll be putting money on the number fourteen car, Chase Briscoe. Yeah, there's no no shocker that Briscoe. Well, I guess not no shocker, but uh, it's pretty evident that he has not had the year that I think at least I expected. I expected the fourteen. He's got two seasons in the Cup Series under his belt. I you know he went out and won Phoenix last year early in the in the year. I thought Chase Briscoe was going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, has not turned out that way this year. But as you mentioned last year, he should have, could have won the race. Call it a boneheaded move. Call it what you want. Call it a, a attempt at a race winning move. Um, no shocker that Chase Briscoe, he's good on road courses. He's good on dirt. Uh, he was good last year at Bristol Dirt. And I like that nine to one number on Chase Briscoe. Uh, let's move on to the prop market, and I'm I'm usually not very fond of you know the the top manufacturer bets, but in a week like this, you know when the odds. So let me explain this. When you have a, a manufacturer bet, so I like for example, Daniel Suarez top Chevrolet is nine to one currently on Barstool, and he's I think you mentioned top three at plus five eighty five. So in my opinion, he's going to have to beat, he's going to have to be in the top three to beat these, you know, heavy hitters of the rest of the Chevrolets, Kyle Larson, William Byron. Um, I, I just think that if you, if you, I, I, you know, that Daniel Suarez is going to have to finish top three, maybe even win the race to beat the rest of the Chevys. You might as well take him at nine to one and wave goodbye to the top three number at plus five eighty five. He finished fourth back in twenty twenty one last year in stage two. Like you mentioned, uh, he was leading the race when the rain or around the time when the rain came out. So I'm not overly fond of the top the the you know top Chevrolet, top Ford, top Toyota. But this week when the when the odds fall like they are, I think you got to look at a guy like Daniel Suarez at nine to one top Chevy instead of maybe a top three or a top five number on him. However, there is an argument to the other side is, well, let's say Kyle Larson goes out and leads, you know, 180 laps and dominates the race. And Daniel Suarez is the next best car. If you take, you finish the second, you take him 585, you're cashing and I'm not. So, um, what are your thoughts on manufacturer bets and, and maybe one or two more guys that I've been missing that we haven't talked about tonight that you have your eye on going into Bristol Dirt this weekend? Yeah, I'm going all in on the on the Ford camp at plus 242. Um, I, I, I feel like just the Fords in general have been lacking, but I, I do think they may find something. Um, you bet ten dollars, you win thirty-four twenty on it. So um, may may sprinkle in a, a couple of dollars here, maybe a couple of dollars there. But um, just on on the wins, like I said, I'll probably go back, maybe even the top five. Um, look, just looking at a couple other ones. Obviously, last two years ago in the debut, Joey Logano won. Really not big or high on him, um, but I, I do love seeing that Daniel Suarez thing. That that's really catching my eye. Um, really surprised. I kind of interesting that Jonathan Davenport the uh 
that's a star dirt road course ringer, dirt ringer, however you want to call it. He's plus 800, beating the likes of Ty Gibbs, Bubba Wallace, Justin Haley. But a guy I'm going to be keeping my eye on, and I think he may get, he potentially could get a top 10, and that would be shocking to me, but um, I think you could win some money on this, is a guy that he won a, he won a heat race last year, and he was up at the front, he was in the top five. He was second, third, and I know he's driving for Spire Motorsports. But Ty Dillon has been fantastic at this at this dirt race. Did finish tenth last year, um, but he was up in the top five for m- most of the first part of this race last year. So um, I know his results have been absolutely dreadful, uh, Mark, this past uh, year or this year up to this year, I should say, up to date. Um, but honestly, if he could uh, squeak in a top ten. I wouldn't be surprised at two plus two eighty five, maybe sprinkle a dollar or two on there. Yeah, maybe we can get some attrition in this race. Uh, the last few yeah. years, you know, we've seen we've seen some some hefty wrecks. Nothing, you know, not where we're having only you know fifteen or twenty healthy, clean cars at the end of the race. But uh, I, I think it's coming, to be honest with you. And when you got a guy like Ty Dillon who has run well. Uh, he ran well last year here at Bristol dirt and that, uh, that gain car. I, th- I just think that's so funny. Colleagues bringing that back this year. They're so sexy, man. They're so good. Oh, looking. They are. Uh, they yeah. Are. Sometimes, are. sometimes I like to just throw the numbers out the window and, Oh wow. That car is sexy. Let me <laughs> lay a little coin on that one. <laughs> but Ty, I got, I gotta be honest with you, Brian, Ty Dillon, just, it's been so abysmal this year and so bad. That. But I, I, I do like your your reasoning in that, yes, there could be attrition here. He has run well at Bristol Dirt. Maybe the luck turns around for him. So don't mind the longer shots, especially, I mean, Dirt, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of, like I said earlier, super speedway-esque, uh, turn one at a couple of these road courses. You never know what's going to happen. The weather is going to be a factor. Uh, and and some of these guys like like Briscoe we've mentioned Ryan Priest uh, in the Stuart Haas camp some of these guys uh, they're the they've they've realized the bed that they have made this year and I think that they're going to get desperate on a track like Bristol Dirt you know when we go to Talladega here in a few weeks um, these guys are going to be like well the the opportunity to win races is so slowly dwindling so uh, I don't mind the longer odds well Brian. It's been an absolute pleasure tonight. Uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, let's cash some bets this weekend at Bristol Dirt. What do you think about it? I absolutely love it. One of my favorite things is making money, my friend. So I'm I'm definitely I'm planning on making some more. So appreciate you having me on, Mark, and I'm looking forward to many more episodes of Through the Gears to come, my dude. Appreciate it, buddy. Let's do it, man. Awesome. Now on to our best bet of the week. As I said earlier, I think the top 10 market is extremely juicy, and that's exactly where I'm headed with this. Brian didn't didn't agree with it very much, um, but we're going Joey Logano top 10 minus 118 on Barstool Sportsbook. I feel like when we think of guys who have run well at Bristol Dirt, I, Joey Logano, he didn't, when I say we, I mean me. Doesn't seem I just didn't remember. I know that he won the first race, but he was pretty irrelevant for me last year. Um, And he just didn't jump off the page to me. But obviously, when I was looking at the numbers, doing my research this week, he very much popped out of the page uh, with his finishing positions the last two races here at Bristol Dirt. And it's not like he got lucky. Uh, I spoke about this earlier, but I found this nifty little stat this week. 
and that's percentage of laps in the top 15. And I spoke about Denny Hamlin. He had 100% of the laps inside the top 15 at Bristol Dirt in 2021. Well, Joey Logano has spent both races, every single lap, all 500 laps that have been turned at Bristol Dirt, Joey Logano has been in the top 15. His average running position last year was 6.3, and in 2021, it was 4.1. And he's the only driver to finish in the top three in both races at Bristol Dirt. So he may not be the first guy you think of when you're going to dirt, but his track record speaks volumes in this small sample size. And a quick little little nugget that I'll leave with you here. In both races, he's also started 10th. So I expect Joey Logano to start up front, be up front, and finish up front, or at least in the top 10 this weekend at Bristol Dirt. Now, before we go, I just want to thank everyone in advance for listening to this podcast through the gears, and I hope that I can continue this incredible and awesome gambling podcast brought to you by FrontStretch.com. Thank you to everyone at FrontStretch for this opportunity, and the only thing I hope for this year is to cash some damn bets. Let's go. Let's go.